The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, except it's like getting a cherry on a Sunday, a hot fudge Sunday. And it's just like, oh, you know, that is nice, isn't it? Also, the review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. The way things are going could be sooner than you think. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use. Some of us will if we decide to be doers. Some of us won't. That's sad. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? I'll tell you on the 28th of this month. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So we're asking questions about that living life as a Christian thing. You know, when you know that there's this future that the Lord has for you, but you're not sure about the future, but you think you know about the future, but God hasn't really told you yet about the future, but you keep thinking, well, I kind of think I know what the future is, but I'm not sure. And then a part of you is really excited and another part of you is really scared and you're trying to figure it all out. In the meantime, God has told you nothing, but we certainly come up with our conclusions, don't we? Yes, we do. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want you to let it die of loneliness. We want you to reach out to us and give us a call. If you call us at 972-445-0770, that's 972-445-0770, that's 972-445-0770, it will not be like you're walking yet on streets of gold. Sorry. But it will be that you will be talking to Captain Chris, and then you will be. And that's nice. I mean, that's a nice thing. All right. Also, you can text us live during the show as well, 214-210-8483. And this is the repeat, by the way, at the 1 o'clock in the morning, which we do get texts from people and emails from people about that. Uh, That's 214-210-8483. If you're going to use the text, 214-210-8483. You can also email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Not Frank. At he must increase.org, David 
at hemustincrease.org. We're also going to send you to the website, which we often do. Here are a couple of things to remember. The uh, bill is coming up on the 28th for for, uh, March. That's our radio bill. We ask you to help us pay it because if you don't, then this is what you'll hear on the show. Ready? That's it, because that's all you would hear on the show, because that would be it. I don't have crickets, so I don't have any crickets in my pocket. Uh, Also, just keep in mind so you can know, Job is coming soon. The book of Job, we'll be studying that. I'll be announcing that as things move forward. On the website also are a couple of nifty things. There's some audio, there's some video, there's some encouraging words, different things like that. A great place to put praise reports and prayer requests as well as give. We want you to check it out. Go to... He must increase.org. Prayer request. He must increase.org. Praise report. He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. Okay. Now, is that a rubber band? It has to be a rubber band. Come on. Okay. We always have this discussion because I keep trying to figure out, well, what would that be closest to? Uh, A couple things to uh, make you aware of. I'd like everybody to be praying in the audience. For the audience, we're praying for recovery for people. People have had a tough year. People had a couple of tough years, right? So recovery, that sounds good. I mean, the Bible says David recovered all. First Samuel. It's like, oh, that's good. So let's hold on to that. And then also, I kind of have this inclination. I don't want to make this kind of prophetic-y or something like that, but there just seems to be a great deal of fear that's attacking people on a regular basis. So, you know, praying for people to have more faith than fear. Remember, faith overcomes fear. Praying for that for the audience as well, I think that's just a good idea. You don't have to name everybody by name. Paul even says as he's talking about praying for people, I mention you in prayer. You can do that. Here's a mention. Hey, don't forget Dave. See that? See how fast that was? All right. Uh, Let's pray for Ukraine real quickly, and then we will get into the depth of the regular amount of the insanity. We come before you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, recognizing we have no strength on our own. And when we pray, Lord, we're not trying to change you. We're trying to be changed into the image of Jesus Christ. Help us as we often try to move forward, but sometimes step backwards. Please be merciful on us in that process. We ask you to bring peace to Ukraine. I'm not sure anybody knows all of the details except for you. So we're only asking that you would manifest yourself in grace, mercy, kindness, and peace in this whole situation. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Okay. And we're not going to stop praying for that. And people say, well, what if it goes on for a year? Well, then you pray for it. <laughs> it's like, how long do you pray for it? As long as, you know, how long I'm praying for my sister? You know how long? 42, it'll be 43 years in October. It's like, yeah, you just keep praying. Is it going to happen? I don't know. But, but if it happens, guess what? I'm invested in it. That's pretty important, right? Okay, let's get into our text. Got a lot of stuff to cover today, as usual. Uh, we're going to be in Matthew. We are in chapter, what chapter? I don't even know where we are. We are in chapter 6. It's good for me to know what scriptures we're doing, isn't it? Chapter 6, and we're in, uh, I think we're in verse uh, 3. Here's what it says. But when you give to the poor, when you give, not if you give to the poor, by the way, When you give to the poor, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing 
so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees you in secret will reward you. Some texts will say will reward you openly. It's fine. Here's the bottom line. The left hand and the right hand. When you're giving to the poor, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. You know what Jesus is not teaching? He's not teaching for you to take your left hand and put it in your pocket and go, now go sleep now, go sleep, sleep. And then the right hand's like, aha, now we can give because the left hand doesn't know what's going on. Aha, pull out the check, pull out the card, pull out the cash, now give because lefty is on the side, he doesn't even know what's happening. Ha-ha. Jesus is not talking about that, okay? When people say, well, you know, I take the, the scriptures literally. Let me know the last time your right hand deceived your left hand and your left hand just didn't know. Don't you understand it's a principle? <laughs> it's like, come on. Some people are like, no, no, it has to be. It's like, no, you're not listening to what Jesus is teaching. What he wants us to do is give in secret. We talked last week about trumpeting, okay? Like, do, do, do. Look at me, I'm giving. Ain't I great? I'm a billionaire. Woohoo! That is exactly the opposite of the spirit the Lord wants us to give in. Okay? I'm telling you that there, from a scriptural point of view, there are people that go way too far in both directions. And you know it's true. Here's what it should be when you give, do it as unto the Lord. You know, when we're giving, and sometimes I think we get concerned about this because, like, when you pay for uh, your taxes and stuff like that, it's like, you know, you don't want your money to be used in a, in a negative or a bad way. And when you're giving to the church, you, you don't want it to be used for something that you don't think is uh, worthwhile, which is why a lot of churches do the designation now. But here's the thing that people need to remember. When you're giving, you're giving to God. You're not giving just to the ministry. You're not giving just for that. You're giving as a position of worship. Not that people talk about giving as worship, but it is, because anytime you offer a sacrifice before the Lord, it's worship. When we give that way, we give it unto the Lord, trusting that he knows that our spirits are right when we're giving it, doing it for the purpose of advancing the kingdom, not doing it because we think, oh, I'm going to get $100 billion here on earth, not doing it for any other purpose, but that we are saying to God, thank you. Thank you for all that you give us. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for all that's going on. But the Lord just wants you to do it as unto the Lord and not anywhere else. Your focus should be nowhere else but I give this unto the Lord God Almighty. I do it privately. I do it secretly so that he and I connected together have this relationship where I yield it unto the Lord and give it as a love offering or as a gift offering. It's not that you don't, by the way, take a, the majority of Scripture literal. Don't start getting down the weird roads. I'm talking about teachings like this. This is the kind of teaching that Jesus is straightforward trying to communicate a principle. The way should we, we should go about giving is in private. Anybody or anything as close as our hands— should just, you know, be like uh, maybe unaware. Now, that doesn't mean a husband and wife don't do that. I'm talking about you just don't make an announcement. Give it to the Lord because you love him. Give it in secret. He'll reward you. Openly or not, doesn't matter. He'll reward you. He's got it covered. You cannot beat God 
giving ever. It's not just a hymn. It's a truth. Okay? All right. Take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? All right. Psalm 46, verse 1 through 3. This was the first... A uh, psalm that was read to me when I went to Bible college, the very first class I ever took in Bible college, a bazillion years ago. Let me just say that. Psalm 46, 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their suffering. Here is something to consider that will be just absolutely a mind blower. How should you and I respond if the earth falls out of its rotation? <laughs> okay, so so my uh, brother-in-law works for JPL and is actually one of the people that helped write the program that helped land the Mars rover on Mars. He helped write the computer programming, okay? He's much smarter than me in those realms, Okay, about my age, a little younger, about my age. Very, very intelligent guy, right? And uh, he's the one I always make a joke, you know, what 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 keeps the earth, you know, rotating. And so you'll hear me say uh, that it's on a perfect 23 and a half degree, uh, you know, a rotation uh, from the moon and from the, the exact rotation from the sun, or it's three mice chasing a piece of cheese in a wheel. <laughs> One of those two. So uh, the idea behind that and that whole story is the earth is in this absolutely perfect rotation with, uh, with uh, the moon and the sun. And without it, the earth would go through a free fall, just even a half a degree off. It's over. It's all over. I mean, the, 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 there would be instant tidal waves. Everything would just be upside down. And if that ever happened, you know, you would know that's the end, although that's not how the end's going to happen. We already know from Scripture. But here's what the, the psalmist is saying. It doesn't matter how bad it gets. It doesn't matter if your world seems like it's upside down. It doesn't matter if it's out of rotation. It doesn't matter if there, the mountains fall into the sea. It doesn't, doesn't matter if the waters roar. God is a refuge, and a refuge is a shelter in a storm. You would first think of a lean-to. That is what a, a shelter in a storm is. So when it's raining, you find a lean-to, you put something on a tree, you put it uh, you know, against something else, and you get under it so you're away from that. And it says that God is a refuge, a strength, an ever-present help, which means he's helpful today, not just when it's all settled in eternity. And there's that lies a problem for some Christians is they keep thinking, well, in the sweet by and by, everything will get worked out. Well, that is true, that everything will be completely worked out in the sweet by and by. But God is an ever-present help, which means for today and not just for tomorrow. And then the position of the psalmist is, therefore, 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 in other words, it's a conclusion. So God is our refuge and strength, okay? So he's our lean-to in a storm. He's our ever-present help. Therefore, I don't have to be afraid. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're getting ready to do our first trivia question. 
Ready? It's the first one. Ahimelech, the priest. Samuel, the judge. Jonathan, the son of Saul. And Ashish, the king of Gath, protected which future king of Israel? Ahimelech, the priest. Samuel, the judge. Jonathan, the son of Saul. And Ashish. 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 That's close enough. The king of Gath. Protected which future king of Israel? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Uh, can they can they wait so we can do our DNA? You think we can do the, let's do the DNA first, and then we'll get to the caller. So again, if you're trying to text in, you better hurry up because there's a caller there. You've got uh, Hemalach the priest, Samuel the judge, Jonathan the son of Saul, and Ashish the king of Gath protected. What future king of Israel? If you think you know, you want to reach out pretty soon. In the meantime, we're doing our DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. The daily, the the, the the daily. Thanks a lot, there, Cam Chris. Cam Chris is like the the, the, the daily, the, the, the Dave. Thanks, buddy. Uh yes, that's daily. Every day you should be spending time with the Lord, drawing closer, even if it's one step closer. One step closer in could be the very difference. And never be ashamed of Jesus or His words. Never. Ever, ever be ashamed of what God has declared. If the world tries to shame, who cares what they think? And then A, always be ready to serve, to serve, which means your heart, your spirit, your mind is ready to be sensitive to the Lord, and yet you are aware of other people's universes, so it's not just all about me, 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 me. Okay? All right. Uh, getting ready for the caller to answer the trivia question. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Gary. It's wonderful to hear your voice, and I always appreciate it when you call in. Love, Thank you. Love hearing from you. Okay. This is a kind of a funny question in the sense of how it's phrased, but it does give you four different points. Ahimelech the priest, Samuel the judge, Jonathan the son of Solomon, Ashish the king of God, protected which future king of Israel? I would say it was uh, King David. That is correct, sir. You are right. That is it. Ding, ding. Wait, where's our ding, ding, ding? Did somebody lose our ding, ding? No, you got to have our ding, ding, ding. Wait, hold on. Captain Chris is looking for the ding, ding, ding. It looks like somebody took it off the board. Well, that's not very nice. Well, let me, let me do it for you. Ding, 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 ding. That's right. That was correct, sir. Here's the bottom line. Himalach the priest, Samuel the judge, that's an easy one to figure out. Jonathan, the son of Saul, that's another good one because they were good friends. And Ashish, the king of Gath, that's where David hung out in that first Samuel portion when Saul was trying to kill him. He was over at Ziklag, which is under uh, Ashish's control. So all three of those are pretty fast towards King David. That was an excellent job. I, we don't have that particular sound because somebody did something to the board between yesterday and today, but I give you this. That's a golf clap, so I hope that you appreciate it. How are you feeling? How are your knees? Uh, my knee is doing pretty good. It hurt. I fell uh, in Houston because of John's uh, bed. You ever have a bed where the bottom thing sticks out where you can't see it and then you trip over it? That's what happened. Oh. <laughs> 
ridiculous. And so, uh, but I'm doing better, and I've been wearing my brace the last couple of days, and it feels lots, lots better. So I appreciate you asking me. I've just been real tired uh, uh, and drained, and I just think it's because everything is kind of culminating for the doctorate and for some of the other things that are going on. So please keep me, keep my vitality in prayer. That's what I'm asking. I'll keep you in prayer. I will. I'll do that. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to check in with Captain Chris and see what happened over there. What happened to the sounds? Did they disappear? Did somebody move them? Uh, I have them, but some of them aren't working. Do you have them, but some of them are not working? So did something happen between last night and today that – there, yesterday and today that I'm unaware of? I think there's been some tinkering going on behind the scenes that I'm not aware of. Ah, okay. Well, if we can find another one or we'll just keep clapping. Hey, what's wrong with that? I mean, Gary did an excellent job. And when we find that ding, 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 he's owed one. I'm just pointing that out. All right. Uh, back to the script. Back to the scriptures we go. Let's go into this next section. So we were just talking, as uh, most of you know, about... Giving. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Then right from there, Jesus goes to this portion. And this is really important for us to, I guess, to seize upon. Keep in mind, we're about a third of the way through the Sermon on the Mount. And here he's just getting ready to do this big transition in prayer. Most of you know he's going to give the model of prayer. We're going to talk about that in the future as well. But here he says, whenever you pray, so remember he's talking about fasting, he's talking about giving, now he's talking about praying. These are all things that Jesus thinks or is kind of communicating to us should be part of the part of the norm, right? He says, whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites because they love to pray standing in the synagogue and on the street corner to be seen by people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. Well, what, what does that mean? They, they Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. Here's the way the Lord does that, just so you're wondering. Praying to be seen is what they're, what they're trying to do. And if somebody's praying to be seen by God, if we pray to be seen by the Lord, we do it in secret. If we pray to be seen by people, we make a pretty big boastful process about, about it. And if we want to be seen by people when we pray, then people can answer the prayers. Oh, ouch. What? Yeah, if you're going to pray so people can see you, then those people can answer your prayers. Good luck with that. Let me know how that goes. He's not talking about ceremonial prayer. He's just talking about people that boastfully pray. Oh, you know, you know because they do change their voice, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, I just call upon you. Oh my! It's like really, <laughs> that's that's how you say. No, we don't. We're not supposed to. We're not supposed to be praying to be seen. We're supposed to talk to our Father who's in secret. And why that's important is what Jesus says in this next section. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. What's their reward? That people saw them pray. That's all they get. He said, but when you pray, go into your private room. Some people translate that closet. Inner room is also a translation. Shut the door, which tells you it's probably more than a closet, but maybe not. And pray to your father who is in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. So why is Jesus telling us to pray in secret? What's the, what's the reasoning, the thought process? 
It's the place where we think that nobody is looking, but God is always there, so we're not afraid to be as honest. That's why. Because when you pray in secret, nobody can hear you. I'll give you a perfect example, and you tell me if you've understood. So I was in the living room one time, and I was praying, and I looked over, and I looked at my little Amazon ball, and I had just remembered that, that Noah told me a story about Amazon maybe recording some of the conversations. And I was thinking, nah, it's not happening. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. So what did I do? What did I, I unplugged it. <laughs> See? it's Why? Because it's a secret. It's private. It's between me and the Lord. And when you're in private, it's much better. It's much more honest. It's much more earnest. Because there's nobody for you to try and cover from or recover from might be a better way to say it. Or try to make yourself look better. When you pray in secret, it opens up your hidden places to him with whom nothing is hidden. And that's just like, oh, that's just great. And I did want to throw this because there's a caveat. You know, there's always an and. I don't know if the word caveat means and. I thought it meant like caviar or something. but it's Or, or caviar. But when you are in private and you close the door and there's nobody else around, you know what there also isn't? Distractions. When you do that, when you kind of cut it all off, cut off all the extra sensory everything, there's not as much to distract you when you pray. That's why Jesus separated himself, went apart by himself into the wilderness, away from people, so that he could commune with the Father without it having be having it to be interrupted, so it can be pure and real. So Jesus wants you and I to learn to pray in private, in secret, so that we can be fully vulnerable before the Father. The Ultimate irony is something that, that, that some people pray on, on a regular basis. I already know you know this. I know you know this. Of course he knows this. He's omniscient. Of course he knows. But you're just being vulnerable with him and being open and earnest. So you pray in secret in order to be open with God. And you pray in secret in order to be clear and have it to be right and have there to be no distractions, nothing that separates you. And if you're a person that's easily distracted by your phone or by the television or by this, that, or whatever, shut all of it off and then pray. People will survive the universe. If you shut everything down for 20 minutes, it can happen. It's amazing. God is still in control. That's why Jesus wants us, by the way, to pray in secret. Okay? All right. We're going to take our break and then come back, try and find our sounds. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us 
as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. A big portion of being guided is asking, prayer, when you're praying with people, fellowship, amongst other people, can lead you to guidance. It's happened on more than one occasion for me. Counsel is obviously very good, both spiritual and not necessarily biblical. Also, practical counsel is good. Circumstances often speak to us and give us guidance. Open doors or, for that fact, closed doors. We know his word gives us guidance. We know in 2 Corinthians 2, 13 and 14, Paul said that he used peace of mind as an aspect of guidance. These are all the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us is, of course, the number one element for guidance is to be led by the Spirit, right? These are all hugely important. The David Spoon Experience on God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background, David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. On God, Country, Texas, 770 KAAM.